0: Hello, my name is Gavin McFadden, the minister of Cardonald Parish Church in Glasgow, and I'd like to welcome you to our service of worship, which this week will be led by my wife, Rosie.
1: Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. As we worship God wherever we are, I pray that we all may know God's loving presence with us. Let us bring our hearts near to God and reflect on these verses taken from Psalms 145. I will exalt you, my God and King. I will praise your name for ever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. I will proclaim your great deeds. I will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen. This week, the hymns are taken, with permission, from Worship Audio Tracks, with all rights reserved. So let us worship God together with our opening hymn, Be Still for the Presence of the Lord, which can be found in the Mission Praise Hymn Luke, number 50.
2: of the So Amén y...
1: God, we come to you today, just as we are, to sit at your feet and be still in your presence. You are King of kings and Lord of lords, worthy of all praise and adoration. You are our light and salvation, the rock on which we stand. Thank you, Father, that you are our protector. You will never leave us or abandon us. Thank you, Father, that you are a provider. You have plans to prosper us, not to harm us, plans to give us hope and a future through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, who died in our place, taking the punishment for our sins so that we might be forgiven and receive the gift of life forevermore through your Holy Spirit. Father, forgive us for our sins whether in word or action or thought. Help us to grow in our faith and trust in you as our Saviour. And as we hear your words to us today, may their truth go deep into our hearts, to see you more clearly, to love you more dearly, to follow you more nearly, day after day, to share the gospel And bless others with the blessing that you have given us, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory for ever. Amen. Let's listen now to God's word, read from the New International Version of the Bible.
0: Our first Bible reading is from Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Our second Bible reading is from Psalm 119, verses 65 to 72. Do good to your servant according to your word, Lord. Teach me knowledge and good judgment, for I trust in your commands. Before I was afflicted I went astray, but now I obey your word. You are good, and what you do is good. Teach me your decrees. Though the arrogant have smeared me with lies, I keep your precepts with all my heart. Their hearts are callous and unfeeling, but I delight in your law. It was good for me to be afflicted, so that I might learn your decrees. The law from your mouth is more precious to me than thousands of pieces of silver and gold. Our third Bible reading is from Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 to 26 the rich and the kingdom of God. Just then a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied. There is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones he inquired? Jesus replied, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony. Honour your father and mother and love your neighbour as yourself. All these I have kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? Jesus answered, If you want to be perfect, go Sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad, because he had great wealth. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven, Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God. All things are possible. Amen.
1: Have you ever gone to a restaurant and ordered a meal that you sometimes make at home? In your mind you can see what it looks like and imagine what it tastes like too. You're really looking forward to it but then the waiter brings you this meal which, although it looks great and tastes good, unfortunately It doesn't taste the same as you had expected. It's just not as good as yours. Or say you're wanting to go on holiday and you look at the reviews to gauge which hotel would be best. Some people give five-star reviews where the service is great, the beds were comfy and they'll be back soon. But then there are the one-star reviews where the staff were rude or the beds were uncomfortable or they'll never come back. So which do we trust and believe to be good for us? Isn't it interesting how what one person sees as good can be completely different from another person's preferences? Yellow is a great colour for some people to wear. Others wouldn't dream of it. It's just not good for them. Some people like wearing flowery perfume. Others prefer citrus perfumes or musk scents. Is what makes them feel good. It reminds me of the story of Goldilocks and the Three Bears. When Goldilocks tasted the porridge, the daddy bear's porridge was too hot. Mommy bear's was too cold. But the baby bear's was just right. It seems that what is good can depend on how we feel or what we like and prefer. We become aware that what some people like, others do not. And it's not just things, but people too. The people we choose to associate with will often depend on how we view them. And we all have different opinions on which political party to follow because of what is good for us and what we think is best for the country or what is dear to our hearts. So how can we gauge what is the perfect standard of goodness when we are so diverse and different from each other? Can we gauge a perfect standard of goodness on our own preferences, feelings and opinions of what we think is good? Well, thinking about it, since it's humanly impossible to be perfectly good, how can we possibly measure perfect goodness by our own personal standards? Thanks be to God that he is the perfect standard of goodness. God is good. Like all the other fruit of the Spirit, goodness is his name. God is above our human standards because he is not human. What is possible for man is possible for God. God is a supernatural spirit, infinite, eternal, unchangeable in his goodness. In other words, he has always been good, always will be good. And will never change from being good. He is supernaturally able to be perfectly good. He is our creator, God, who has made us and knows us better than ourselves. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is important to grasp because often God is compared with our human standards of goodness. Instead of seeing God as perfectly good, we can see God in the light of half-truths and imperfections that we learn through our personal experiences of how other people treat us. So we end up being wary of God and keeping him at a distance. But God is perfect. He is holy and pure. In God there is no darkness, no evil. He hates sin and wickedness. We see how much God hates sin in the Old Testament. In the book of Leviticus, there are detailed lists of rules the priest had to follow scrupulously so that they, and only they, would be able to enter the Holy of Holies, where God resided when meeting with them. This was a list that was not to be done in part, to pick and choose what was the most appealing to the priests, but to be done in whole. It all seems very extreme, but remember that God is holy and pure. The priests needed to be ready and prepared to meet their perfect God. God gave them these rules for a purpose. As a standard of holiness, and to enable the priests to come close to him. This is also true with the Ten Commandments. God, in his goodness, knows what is good. They are his standard of holiness. To enable us to come close to him. Not a restriction to hold us back, but to freedom. To lead and guide us in our lives. To provide us with his perfect boundaries, so that we can live fruitful lives in a relationship with him. Further on in the Bible, in Psalms chapter 119, verses 65 to 72, the writer asks God to teach him knowledge and good judgment, for I trust your commands. I was afflicted when I went astray, but now I obey your word. You are good, and what you do is good. Teach me your decrees. The law from your mouth is more precious to me than thousands of pieces of silver and gold. The writer, through his own choice, has experienced life outside the boundaries of God's standards and has suffered for it. Now he sees the value in God's words, their truth, and looks to obey them. He knows that God is good. He wants to learn God's values and standards so he can have knowledge and good judgment. Doesn't it make you think about the difference between God's standards and our own? Do we willingly follow God's perfect standards? Or are we just picking and choosing what we think is best for our lives? I think the pick and choose attitude is something that we can see with the rich young man in Matthew chapter 19. He asks Jesus, what good thing can he do to get eternal life, as if it's something he can buy off the shelf. But it is not something that you can buy or earn through good works. Jesus says, why do you ask me about what is good? God is the one who is good. If you want to enter the life of God, keep the commandments. In other words, follow and do what God tells you. Incredibly, the next question the young man asks is, which ones? He thinks he can get away with only following a few commands to get into heaven, as if he can pick and choose the ones that are good for him that will suit him. He has absolutely no idea of the perfect holy goodness of God. If I were Jesus, I would have exclaimed, all of them, of course. But that's not what Jesus does. He doesn't reprimand or judge the young man. Jesus knows the wealth this young man has and how much it is a distraction in his life, keeping him from moving in the right direction with God. So he challenges the young man about it. If you want to be perfect, go, sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. The young man goes away sad. There's conflict in his heart in following God's standards. Does he change and put down his own standards to follow God? It's too much of a challenge, too much of a change. It's sad because the young man was missing the point of what Jesus was saying. Jesus wasn't trying to prevent him from doing the things he wanted to do. He was showing the young man that he was missing all that God had for him in his life, missing the freedom in following God's commands, because Jesus knew the unlimited protection, provision and purpose that God had for the young man. If only he would put God first. Instead, the young man was comparing his own standards of living with God's and was not able to come to terms with recognising God's perfect standards or being obedient to God's kingship and rule in his life. God wants the best for us in our lives. He knows what we need. He doesn't want us to have a pick and choose attitude. He wants us to have life in all its fullness, following his good, pleasing and perfect will, to recognize that he and his commands are holy, righteous and good to choose to seek his goodness in our own lives. At the same time, God commands this of us. I am the Lord your God. Keep yourselves pure concerning these commands and be holy, for I am holy. We can't be perfectly good on our own, for out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks good and evil. It is impossible to be good however hard we try on our own. It is only through the death and resurrection of Jesus that we are made righteous. For it says in Romans five nineteen, For just as through the disobedience of Adam, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of Jesus, the many will be made righteous. God planned it this way. He knows us better than ourselves, and knows that perfect obedience is impossible for human beings. So God sent Jesus to take the punishment for our disobedience, freeing us from guilt and shame, washing us clean from all our sins, and making us new. And because of this, God forgives us and sees us as perfect and righteous because of Jesus' righteousness. And we have a part to play too, it's about choosing and committing our lives to Jesus, believing in him and all that he has done for us, making him king of our lives. It's about knowing and recognising God as a good and perfect God, who is holy and worthy of all our praise. He deserves our honour and obedience, for there is no one like him in heaven or on earth who is so good. God's standards are above our own. They demand change in our own lives, a change in the way we think, act, and speak. God doesn't want us to have a distant relationship with him where we think of him as a magician who hands out blessings when we want him to do things for us. He wants to give us so much more through a deeper relationship where we can walk in pace with him living lives that are filled with his goodness, choosing to listen and act on his commands, doing what he has made us to do. So let us love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind and all our strength. Let us taste and see that the Lord is good, cling to him, Seek him, for he gives good gifts. No good thing does he withhold. Amen. Let us pray together. Dear Father God, we thank you that you are a good and perfect God who is nothing but good for us in our lives. Even when we are far away from you and are disobedient, You never give up on us. We are sorry when we do not honour and obey you, or live lives that should glorify you. For you are holy, righteous and good. We ask for your forgiveness, O Lord. Thank you for Jesus, our righteousness, who enables us to come close to you through his death and resurrection. Thank you for your spirit and word that teaches us knowledge and good judgment. Help us to come to you in obedience and faith. Help us to not fear change in our lives. Help us to rest in your presence in all that we do, trusting your commands and believing your word of truth. Lord, we think of those around us, in our hearts and in the world. Father, you are the answer to all our needs. So we ask that you would use us to bring your peace wherever you would take us, to those we are near, to those we speak to, and those you want us to help. May we bring your truth into their lives. We pray for those who are lonely or isolated, for those who grieve or suffer loss, that they may know your comfort and presence. We pray for those who are troubled, sick or in pain, that they may know your healing and blessing in their lives. We pray for all those who do not know the way ahead, that they may have your wisdom and inspiration. We pray for those who are in any kind of need, that they would know you as their provider, who gives abundantly and withholds no good thing. Almighty and eternal Saviour, thank you for your faithfulness to us in the past, the present and the future for all that you have given to us and will give to us. And lead us forward now, we pray, in your joy and hope, through Jesus Christ, our Saviour and Lord. Amen. Our closing hymn is Shout to the Lord, which can be found in the Mission Praise Hymn Book number 1003. May you know the lord's goodness flowing within you and out to all those around you as you daily look to him in your lives growing in your understanding and love of him and the blessing of god almighty the father the son and the holy spirit be among us and remain with us this day and always
3: amen